it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Jay, Dre, is it just me? Or do you find it hard finding pickup games and leagues to play around your area? Oh yeah, it's been brutal. It's been, it's been yeah. terrible, to be honest. Can't find Same. anyone. Well, I found an easy way to play sports again, man. Javelin is a mobile app made by a Toronto-based company whose goal is to make it easier to play sports again. If you have a team or a group of players who you play with on the regular, you can use Javelin to message your teammates, coordinate events, and even track who's in and who's out. Also, if you're just looking to join a pickup game in your area, you can introduce yourself in one of their public pickup groups to connect with players near you. Oh, that could be really helpful because... I'm vaccinated now, so I'm like, I'm just trying to find other people who are vaccinated. So I'm hoping that this could help me out. Raptor fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, sports fans. Javelin has made it their goal to help people return to sports after the pandemic. So as part of this promotion, they're offering everything in their app free for everyone who signs up. So check out JavelinSportsInc.com. That's J-A-V-E-L-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S-Inc.com to join a pickup game and sports league in your area now. Right on, right on. We're going to have to check that out. Basically, we've realized that the the Raptors, not only just the Raptors, but like the Raptors bench just has to play the Sacramento Kings. Can we just have all the opponents? Yeah, yeah. Be the Kings? <laughs> right. I saw this tweet. I don't know who it was, but I think it was Ahmed. Uh, I, I can't remember his name, um, yeah. but he tweeted a Spider-Man, you know, the clone, the, yeah, the yeah. Spider-Man's two pointing each other. And it's like. Uh, Alvin Gentry and, oh, right. and Luke Walton. Walton. Yes, <laughs> it was a meet oh, no. uh, from Yahoo. Oh, it was yeah, a meet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh man, that was that was a good tweet. I'm not gonna lie, that was a good tweet. Um, yeah. I think Raptors Twitter had a lot of fun today. Um, mainly because one, it was a very stress free game versus the kings uh but amidst of all of that there was so much basketball news that like this one didn't even have to there was no i don't know uh weight to this game outside of honestly like outside of toronto like nobody cares about this game 
absolutely yes, nobody. Like there is just <laughs> except way too much stuff happening in the NBA right now. Yeah, except maybe like the betters, the live betters or something, which I've oh, never yeah, yeah, done yeah. before. And I'm not dis dislocating. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm disregarding any of like yeah. the, the the bet ninety nine. Whoever wants to sponsor this episode, <laughs> but I've never <laughs> done any of the spots. I've never done any of the bets. But this was uh, this was a game. You know, this was a game for uh, for the Raptors bench to get going and clearly they did uh, obviously uh, OG is still out Birch is still out Achua is actually in health and safety protocol um they you know their their bench has has been floating around like the 30 29 efficiency and points per game so this was a good game for the Raptors bench to kind of get going knowing that we're playing the Nets and then the Warriors uh, the next two games uh, and obviously we're going to talk about the the postponed game but okay I know we're trying a few things uh, trying a new format with the with the uh, with the podcast with the, non, but the I, non-intro the non-intro the non-intro yeah exactly but the I want to say you know, I don't know that's that's I'm making it up as you go along the non-tro the nacho is pretty good it's almost like nacho but non-tro yeah. I know I'm uh, but this is a, a Raptors podcast called That's a Rap. Uh, thank you for joining us. That's a Rap Pod, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. And again, we are recording this right after the Raptors beat the Kings 124 to 101. And again, this game didn't really have much weight because of everything that's going on. Uh, but let's just say that, uh, Jay. The, this one the Raptors kind of needed because you know we're playing Brooklyn and the Warriors next, right? Yeah, that's true. And you know we'll we'll, we'll speak about the Bulls in, in just a bit, but I think the biggest takeaway for me, I mean, you know, I I'll always throw in a number here, but my favorite is twenty six, and that's the number of minutes that Fred Van v- Fred mm-hmm. Van Vliet played today. Mm-hmm. He is the league leader in minutes played. The fact that he only played 26 was outstanding because Absolutely. you're gonna he's gonna need those legs tomorrow in Brooklyn and uh, well actually when you listen to this tonight in Brooklyn but still it's it was quite a treat to see him just sitting there on the bench being the cheerleader and mm-hmm. watching the bench finally finally come out to play and a couple of stats that jump out to me from this game this is a the Raptors had a season high in points in the first half season high in assists for a game season high for points in the paint season high for bench points just please can we just play the Kings every <laughs> time like they are right, the seriously. the medicine really that that that's ailing us right now mm-hmm. um heading a into couple- this game the the, the Raptors yeah. were dead last in bench points at 13 point something points 13 points that's nothing i think tyler hero averages more for the heat on his own (laughs) Um, and it's not even just that like they're they're they have a poor they're they're poorest going from the bench but it's like the second closest is 16 points like that's a three point gap yeah in the bench and they 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 came out today man Absolutely. There's a couple of people that I wanted to point out, and obviously one of them has to be Scotty Barnes. I mean, filling up the stat sheet left, right, and center, 16 points, five blocks, four rebounds, two assists. Like this, he was everywhere. And I think even like in the, uh, he was in a little bit of a foul trouble. I think early in the third quarter, he got his fourth foul, so he had to sit down. But there was a lot of times when he was just everywhere offensively defensively he was blocking shots um he was running the floor he was making great passes he was getting to his spots and when pascal was sitting down the floor was kind of open for scotty and i think he kind of knew that was happening like that run in the second quarter with it was scotty barnes and the bench and they kind of let scotty facilitate the the offense and it was fantastic like it it just it didn't seem like and first of all there were three rookies I was on the floor at the same time. Scotty Barnes, Delano Banton, Justin Champagne. And I thought they held their own. Again, it's the Kings. And we can you can say as many things you want to say about that. But like the Kings are still an NBA team. And we had three, three, one, a, a lottery pick, a a high draft pick with Delano or a, a late draft pick with Delano and a undrafted Champagne on the floor at the same time. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And. It, it was great to see because again, like we're not only what did it afford rest to the starters, but it just gave the team the 
the the bench confidence and that's something that's been lacking all season long i mean i think you saw it in the fourth quarter with malachi just absolutely going off you see the swagger yes. you see him with yes. just playing with confidence right and i you know not not to just single him out because to your point right like everyone seemed to to stepped up here and Utah Watanabe off the bench with a double double, right? Twelve and Ooh. ten. It's that's by far best game of of the season for him. I, I think this was a career high ten rebounds for him too. It was, yeah, yeah. And you know the the list goes on and on there. I mean, we we uh, I don't think we we spoke about it on on the episode on our last episode, but Svimahailuk has been really struggling. I think you know what I wrote about it in my my weekly. My weekly post on on the wrap up, I mentioned I actually specifically brought out the bench, and mm-hmm. you know called out a few guys. I you know that Svimahailuk has been shooting something like twenty uh, something percent from three. It's just ridiculous, and even worse than that, uh, I called out Chris Boucher, and right now mm-hmm. he is on track to being the worst three point shooter of all time. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that as hyperbole, oh, but man. of anyone in nba history to average at least 2.5 threes a game he has the lowest percentage in nba history so mm-hmm. if he keeps this up well luckily he has not kept it up because today he was two for four so that should raise up that's his it. yeah as his percent to be around 20 percent now oh yeah for yeah. sure he's got to be go. about 20 and, now so and i thought chris boucher had a pretty good like he 22 minutes um i thought it was very efficient with 17 points and he was kind of um, defensively. It was hard for him because he was matched up with Alex Len, and you know Boucher is going to as a center. He shouldn't really be a center. <laughs> he's kind of he's a little bit too uh, lightweight or featherweight for that. But he held his own as much as he could. But on the offensive end, he was he was cutting. He was. I, I know I tweeted this out. He kind of timed his cuts perfectly whenever yeah. need be. Yeah. Like when Fred was, you know how Fred likes to dribble around and uh, go into the lane, and right before the baseline, he jumps up to find a cutter. Chris Boucher was right there at least four or five times. Same thing yeah. with Pascal. So I thought Chris Boucher played a pretty fantastic game. I did want to ask you about. Uh, a a certain player that I know that you were there against the new uh, the OKC Thunder game where Justin Champagne basically had zero point one second too late to <laughs> shouldn't have cut his fingernails, game. man. Shouldn't have cut it's his true. fingernails. It's true. But I want to ask you one: How was it like to kind of witness the the I guess the positivity, the cheer, the the aura in that building and then have it snatched away <laughs> just like that. And also, but really how, how do you think the play of Justin Champagne has been since he's, yeah. since he's come in uh, for, for Nick Nurse? Yeah, he's, he's actually, you know, we saw it in, I th- you know what, when you see someone play the way they do in the G, sorry, not the G league, the summer league and in preseason, there's a bit of hesitation there because you wonder, okay, well, they're they're playing well right now, but how will they do when it's you know regular season and it's real NBA bodies that they're facing? And I remember thinking that with with Justin Champagne was, man, this guy really, you know, for for someone who's not tall or really wide or really you know built, he always seems to find his way to the ball. It's it's very. Dennis Rodman like and I'm not saying that he's mm. the next Dennis Rodman but it's mm. almost like he has this and Nick Nurse mentioned this in a couple of pressers he has this nose for the ball and I always wondered like yeah this is great and maybe he could be the next Fred Van Vliet the the undrafted free agent that the Raptors get but I want to see what this looks like in a real NBA setting and he's shown that in the last couple of games and you know to your point about his positivity um, he was he was mentioning in that that post-game presser after the thunder loss you know i i gotta tell you being in that room you you, it doesn't come out when when you're watching it online but there was there was this energy about him and uh it was kind of funny to see the progression of it you know nick nurse walks into the room and he's all dejected you know his his shoulders are, are hanging his head's hanging he doesn't make eye contact with anyone this was kind after of, the OKC game. This was right? after the OKC game, right? Yeah. And he's, he's really, really, you know, one word answers, no eye contact with anyone. You know, that that's kind of what you would feel after a game like that, right? A heartbreaking right. loss like that. Fred Van, Van Vliet comes out and he's almost dejected, but he's trying to stay, you know, positive or trying to keep his head up at least. 
But Justin Champagne walked in, and I swear you could you would think that the Raptors won the game. He walks into the room and he he kind of peered around the corner into the room as if to say, like, am I allowed to come in? Is it is it Christmas morning? Like there was <laughs> there was just this in, instant energy. And I don't know if that's because he was following Nurse and, and Fred, but he was very happy to be there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. all of his answers, he was engaged. He was like eye contact with you and just really positive. And he he kept saying that he was, you know, I, I, I'm ready. I, I always tell myself that's my mantra like i think i have the best attitude of the entire team i am always ready and that's what we've seen right nick nurse has started to give him some more minutes and it came through like today he was a tied for a team high plus 19 and he just has again that that nose for the ball so uh, i'm hoping that this is another yet another success story for the the raptors um, you know recruitment uh, and player development program because yeah. He's 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 going to be a good one, man. I I hope that uh, you know even as the obviously I want the team to get healthier, but I hope that he's kind of shown that he's worthy of a, a roster spot. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's the difference between. I'm not trying to like negate the Sacramento Kings because like they've been they've been pretty bad for for a while. And I'm ever since they, Chris Webber left, I'm just saying. They, there you go. There you go. Just you gotta throw it out there. It's a fact. You gotta throw it out. I mean, Doug Christie is now an assistant coach. So yeah. Hey man, say, things are turning around. But I, I'm hoping that Sacramento does come back uh, to the glory days. But the difference, the dichotomy between the two teams is that the Raptors have been so good for so long of not only winning but also um, developing players at the same time. And a lot of the times, these teams, and this is just a very copycat league, as Masai always says, that like if you're winning, um, you're not developing. If you're developing, you're not winning. And then the Raptors, you know, for the longest time have been doing that, both of them at the same time, right? And to have someone like, you know, Delano, Justin, uh, even even Utah, Scotty, of course, all these guys are still developing under a Nick Nurse-led system, under a Fred Van Vliet leadership, while also still competing. Now, I'm not saying we're going to win a championship, but I'm not saying we're like the Sacramento Kings. You know, it's a development kind of year, while also still wanting to have some sort of championship thoughts, maybe two or three uh, years down the line. And that's that's where I think that the, the difference between a team like the Raptors and a team like Sacramento you know um but was there anything else out of this game that you thought that you wanted to highlight Jay uh just one other thing here um and and that is and this is more of a segue into the next part of, of the discussion I want to we want to bring up here but yeah um word out of the the out of Nick Nurse after the game is that um because I if I wanted to talk about how well Delano Banton played in the first half but if you noticed mm-hmm. he didn't play at all in the second half yes. apparently he yeah. wasn't feeling well and there is a very oh. strong possibility he's actually actually no it's it's been uh, confirmed he is not going to travel with the team to Brooklyn so really? that's unfortunate because again Banton had uh, he was another one of those guys that kind of called out in my article it's saying you know he's he's kind of been slumping lately he started the season off really well mm-hmm. it'd be really nice if he could you know get back to that that get that confidence back that we saw earlier in this season and we saw mm-hmm. that in this game he was really six assists in that first half alone i mean he was on track for a really good game it's unfortunate it doesn't you know again he's not going to be there for brooklyn and that actually leaves the raptors down to 10 players going into mm. a fairly important match against the east best team um everyone that played tonight outside of Banton. That's the entire roster, really. So if you think about yeah. how the minutes shaked out, I mean, shook out again. That's, a, again, a positive that, the you know, the Van Vliet and, and Siakam weren't anywhere near their their averages for the year. But the, those starters are going to be playing some heavy minutes tomorrow. So the reason why this is important is, one, the Raptors are playing tomorrow, yes, in, Bro- uh, in Brooklyn. But Thursday's game against the Chicago Bulls has been postponed due to health and safety protocols and basically the bulls half of the team under health and safety protocol and what i said in the top of the top of this episode that precious achua is also in health and safety protocol i mean masai ujiri has tested positive with covid matt and jack yeah matt devlin jack armstrong also not tested negative but they're doing health and safety protocol just isolating just to make sure 
So this is kind of running rampant a little bit, and I wanted to talk to you. I, I, I'm hoping Dre gets uh, comes into this episode a little bit later. We had to start off without him, but that's okay. I hope he can come on soon. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, man, this is getting kind of scary. We all know what it was like that day after the, I think it was, I don't. I, I tried to block it on my head because it was just a hard day. But yeah. when basically the Utah Jazz and I, yep. I think it was another, I don't remember the other team, Jay, I'm not going to lie. But that day where they basically had to cancel the games and then cancel the league. And I'm not saying like knock on wood, knock on wood ha- hard that, th- that that will happen. But they're postponing games. And now I'm thinking further. It's like every Woj bomb, every Woj notification, it's no longer so-and-so is being uh, tagged along with the Ben Simmons trade or something like that. Yeah. It's now who has COVID, who is in health and safety protocol, what yeah. put games or should be postponed. Should Do you think the NBA should go a step further and possibly not have fans for the time being? Yeah, actually, I didn't think that that's where that sentence was going to, that question was going to end, but that was going to be my answer. Mm. Uh I thought you were going to go the route of postponing, you know, the More season game. or something to that effect. Ooh. But no, yeah. you're 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 absolutely right. I think it should go in that direction. And uh, I believe I don't know which which news station was was speaking about it earlier today, but there was a discussion with one of those infectious infection disease specialists on television about what does the the latest numbers regarding the Omicron variant mean towards professional sports and the discussion was you know what at this rate you know with numbers doubling at at the rate they are doubling every three days you're you're going to need to take the fans out of it right if you want to keep these leagues going you need to take the fans out and we're headed in that direction um if there's a i guess a glass half full approach to this a lot of the tweets that we do see from from Woj or Shams about those going into health and safety protocols is exactly that. They're going in for they're missing games because of health and safety protocols, not that they've necessarily contracted COVID, right? We are in a, mm-hmm. I guess, a time now where everyone is playing it safe, right? A lot, most people are vaccinated, but the second you're in close contact with someone who has you know tested positive then you got to play it safe right because we right now we still don't know how bad is the effect of getting omicron right i mean again it's i think that there's a there's a certain stigma that comes up when the second you hear so and so has tested positive there's a difference between someone who tested positive a who's unvaccinated or or b who is uh who was who tested positive before we had vaccines even mm-hmm. there's a difference in in that versus now when people are vaccinated that's the point of getting vaccinated it's not to guard you from getting it it's when you do get it that you're not going to be hospitalized right so i think that's the number that i'm keeping track of is how many are actually getting hospitalized right, um, right. and then taking that a step further it's that okay if it's not if that's not the case then that's probably what's keeping these leagues running and keeping them with fans in the building. It's okay. Well, yes, it's unfortunate that so-and-so is out and, and this team is short players, but uh, at least no one's being hospitalized right now. Right. And I'm going to use but this. Is, op- it, yeah. But isn't that the thing? Doesn't that suck though? That at least no one is hospitalized. You know, I, know. I can see where the, the postponement is coming in. And that's like a good step. That's a necessary step because I'm looking at right now, you're talking about, legit 10 players from the Chicago Bulls who have to be quarantined. And uh, yes, these, these players are uh, definitely in the top, top shape and, and hopefully uh, they're going to be fine come after their isolation period. But like, think about the players uh, they interact with the coaches, think about the coaches and the staff, think about the staff and um, the arena staff, think about the arena staff. And then there comes the families and all the families and friends that they're, this is how, this is, this is what happened in the beginning, right? People didn't 
disregarded the fact that just because one person is isolating doesn't mean that the person that who he's interacted he or she interacted with is doing the same thing and this is how it spreads and the problem with what with what i have with people who don't want to be vaccinated for people who think that this is all a hoax or a joke is that like you don't it, it's not the people uh who are in the icu and obviously i pray for them and i wish them all well for everybody who is in the icu or needs attention because of covid but it's the people who don't have it and needs the assistance uh such as my co-worker's father who couldn't get a uh treatment for his cancer uh, in Canada, who had they had to bring him to Hong Kong because in because they couldn't book an appointment Jeez. in here in Canada because they didn't have the resources, they didn't have the facilities because of people who have COVID. That's not so. Those are the people that I'm thinking about. Those are the people that you have to think about. Uh, you know, COVID is going to keep on spreading if people don't take this shit seriously. Yeah. You know, and why does it have to be when? someone of you know of an uh a a status of an nba player possibly going to the hospital for others to take it seriously and even still people are going to think that oh he's soft or he's faking it or you know this omicron isn't real or something like that like Mm -hmm. it's it's those people who drive me crazy because it's not the patients of covid it's the patients who need it outside of covid you know like it's frustrating man that that's all it is yeah yeah, it is. And, you know, to to bring it back to the point about what's going to happen in in arenas, I mean, let's, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I, you know, the, the news about Masai Ujiri testing positive was obviously huge news and, and made the rounds. And, and then, of course, the trickle-down effect is, okay, anyone who attended the, the Giants of Africa gala, you know, everyone's kind of on edge, right? There, are, everyone mm-hmm. who attended would. Some people would have to be in isolation. Some people would be testing and, and whatnot. Um, Kayla Gray was was at that event, and I was sitting next to her at mm. the Thunder game. We were talking. She was eating. That means she was not wearing a mask. Um, and you know, even though she's she's since tweeted that, you know, I've thank you for all the messages, everyone. I have tested negative. I continue to, you know, keep a close eye on it. But that that for me, that's as close to home as it's hit, right? Where I know Absolutely. I've been in contact with someone who's been at an event like that, right? So it's and that's just me and I and I've been fine or whatever, but that I think about the nineteen thousand eight hundred other people who who are in that arena, right? And that's it's a scary thought, right? So yeah, yeah. I again, I we we say this almost every pod, and I don't care if it's if it sounds like um, you know it's deja vu all over again. But yeah, please get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and when you get a chance to do your booster shots, please do get vaccinated. And we're gonna keep on you know putting the news out and how we how we think about it too because like knowing that matt and jack and Masai and frig now batia had to miss his first That's game nuts, man ever think about that man like 20 26 years in in the raptors history and nav didn't miss a game and now he's missed at least two like i'm not saying okay look, listen obviously this is like neither here or there like that's not very serious when it comes down to life or death like you have to miss it if you have to miss it but like yeah you know yeah. sometimes like this things like it gets close to home right and and it doesn't look like ontario was going down when the numbers it just keeps on going up and up and up and and it how populated it is to have these sporting events like nineteen thousand eight hundred. i know jay you're going to the game on saturday and i don't know how comfortable you feel now knowing that like Games are being postponed like this. The, you're going to a game uh, that's been uh, after a game that's been postponed due yeah. to health and safety. You know, and it's, so like it's on a Saturday, it's Golden State. It is going to be rammed. So, yes. and I, the game that I was at was a Wednesday against the Thunder. So like, and that was already busy. I, I can't imagine what what Saturday is going to bring. And you know, knock on wood, I kind of hope that there still is a game. But at the same time, like. Mm-hmm. If there isn't, I'm not going to be heartbroken, you know. And that's yeah. that's a weird thing yeah. for me to say, considering we're facing like a fi- a championship contender there, right? But 
you know, safety first, right? And and yeah. again, I'm hoping that that everyone is doing what they can to to you know stay safe out there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not really. It's hard to say. I'm obviously not advocating for like the NBA to postpone the season, but to think just to think about to put into consideration of not having vans there, it might be something to think about. You know, because too being too late is the worst thing to do. Being too early for something is that's how you prevent it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you know, I that's that's all I'm gonna say. I if think I we, could, we keep go, on. Yeah, go for it, Jay. We could quickly turn this into a uh, you know kind of steer it away from the 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 COVID discussion and turn this into a Raptors discussion by simply saying. Like, yes, it is absolutely unfortunate that the Bulls game was postponed and we really hope that everyone in that organization gets well soon. On the flip side, the Raptors have a huge gap now between their game against the Nets, four days rest, and then the Warriors. And the Warriors, by the way, are in the middle of a five-game road trip, all played in eight days. They're... They barely squeaked by the Pacers tonight. And by the way, Curry one three pointer away from one three pointer. Oh, he, he went. He went was, off in the. He went off in the fourth. I, he's he's one mm-hmm. one shy of the three point record. I was hoping that he was going to do it in Toronto. I'm not going to lie. I know. Me too. Was, me too. <laughs> me too. Right. But there's no way that he's not going to pass it in the Mecca. Yeah, I know. There's no way. Right. Yeah. That's. I almost feel like he held I, off just uh, yeah. doing it in Indiana because like, nah, you know what? Let's do it at the Mecca. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking the next three games for the Warriors is I think it's the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics, and then the Toronto Raptors. All three of those, if he yeah. passed Ray Allen, would have been great because in the Mecca or in the, the garden where Ray Allen played and, of course, in and, Toronto where and also, you know his roots are. And then the Boston one, extra special, that's also where Ray Allen passed Reggie. Oh, was, was in Boston. Yeah, I was researching this. I was trying to figure out a way. Like, okay, how can I how can I make this a really weird stat about this three point record? And right. I was digging through, and um, yeah, he he broke it in in Boston. I'm like, well, that would have been cool if if what that record would have also been broken. That would have been that would have been cool if like Ray Allen passed Reggie in Indiana, and then yeah. Steph Curry passed. <laughs> Ray Allen in Boston yeah, or something yeah. like that. That would have been crazy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so about those next games. So, again, the Thursday game is postponed. Um, then the Raptors are playing the Nets tomorrow, uh, i.e. the 14th. So they're on a back-to-back. And then the Warriors on Saturday and then the Magic on Monday. Uh, what do you think the next three games are looking like for the Raptors? I know you're alluding to the fact that, you know, Fred only played about 26 minutes, so he's fresh. He's ready to go. And then the Raptors seem to always play really well against the Warriors. They do. Uh, hey, do you remember I, the last I, time they, yeah. they hosted the Warriors? Do you remember? Do you remember oh, I know outcome? who locked I know who locked them up. You know, I think the 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 Steph Curry, um I I I guess whoever can guard Steph Curry is basically like his kryptonite is Fred, I think. No, 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 no. The last time the Raptors hosted the Warriors. Curry didn't play. That's my hint to you. Oh, is there anything else? Any other significant game, possibly historical game between the Raptors outside and the Warriors of, come to mind? Outside of the Oracle shutting down because of the Raptors? No. It was hmm. the 53-point shellacking that the oh. Raptors did on the Warriors. Mind you, it was in Tampa, but that was, I remember that game because that was like (laughs) 53 points. That was like by far a franchise record. It was like the beatdown of beatdowns. And we had a, I remember that episode too, because we had our friends from the, like the Warriors beat. Yeah. Um, yeah. They came on uh, our show and we were like, you know, how are the Warriors going? Like we're basically (laughs) kind of on the same, same trajectory because we're both kind of doing crap. And then there, I don't think anyone saw that coming (laughs) with that shellac. And I don't think they're friends with us anymore after that. No, they are there. I was joking around. So, so it's Daniel Hardy and and Dr. Tom Bevilacqua of of, uh, of the Warriors. Yeah. Shout outs to them. I remember they, they were they were all getting hyped up uh two weeks ago um when it was you know the that marquee matchup with the warriors and the suns 
and mm. and Daniel said something along the lines of like he wrote something um and and tweeted it out saying you know this is this is the most anticipated or this is the toughest match of the season for the Warriors and I, I tweeted at him hey man that's still the toughest matchup that's still two weeks away man <laughs> <laughs> nice well I don't th- I think Dr. Tom really had a problem with uh, Kyle Lowry he has so a I huge he problem with Kyle Lowry so maybe yeah. he's friends with us now and the Kyle Lowry exactly no here, so. exactly we should have him back <laughs> Dr. Tom man we, we just want to be friends why can't we just be friends man uh, but any any predictions when it comes to the next two or three games? Uh, so I, I've always had this Nets game, even since the beginning of the season, I've had the Nets game as a loss because, okay. you know, seven game homestand and then like right away, like back to back straight into Brooklyn. They have an extra day rest. I had this as a schedule loss. I will stick to that, even though I really mm-hmm. like the fact that the Raptors got a lot of good rest today from their starters. But yeah, at the end of the day, like it's still not a fully healthy roster. Um, I, I'm going to err on this on the side of not being a homer because I'm going to absolutely be a homer and tell you that the Raptors are going to defeat the Warriors. Yes. And I say that with confidence, um, probably even more so now that um, they have a few extra days of rest. But um, mm-hmm. a couple of things to like about that matchup. I've already mentioned the that they will be fairly road-weary, uh, you know, playing five games in eight, eight nights. Um, they will be on the back end of a back-to-back having played in Boston the night before. Mm. there's there's a lot that that's that's kind of going against them i know that they are a very very good team but over the last two weeks they've been fairly dare i say regular their offense is ranked yeah, average maybe yeah average their offense yeah. is ranked 24th that's not that great i think it's 24th it's yeah. really not that great meanwhile the raptors defense has really stepped up so Defense wins you games. Defense will keep this game close. And my final stat for you is that the Raptors are actually better than the Warriors in the clutch. Now, that obviously... You hear that, Dr. Tom? You hear that, Dr. Tom? Grain of salt here. Grain of salt. Obviously, the Warriors aren't in the clutch a lot because they're too busy blowing out opponents. Ah, But when they're in the clutch, their shooting goes down. The Raptors actually average more points. They actually have a better field goal percentage. They get more steals. So and because the Raptors have had more reps uh, in these close games, right? So I, I I think that it comes down to the clutch, and I think the Raptors play better in the clutch, and you squeeze out an upset there. And mm-hmm. I have not analyzed the Magic game yet, but I'm going to go ahead and say they win because the Raptors play well when I'm in the building, and I will be there for the Warriors in the Magic game. So Awesome. Yeah. What yeah. are you? Um, I think I, I honestly I think I'm in the exact same position. I'm usually like to take a a, a different route, but I mean the Nets, uh, KD is rolling right now. He's absolutely the all star that you know Brooklyn has been waiting for, and back to back no Delano. I believe the minimum requirement for players for the NBA to have or the for a NBA team to actually play is ten players. So we have exactly eight. ten right now. It's eight. It's eight. Ooh, okay, so we got some, so we got uh, some leeway. But I mean, again, no, no chem, no OG, no, no precious. Looks like no Delano. Um, we're we're shorthanded. If you know that that's that's saying it lightly. Um, so I'm gonna <laughs> say, I'm gonna say that's gonna be on the loss column. I think that the honestly, I I never not that I don't worry about the Warriors, but. I'm looking forward to this game. You know when like you have this gut feeling sometimes when you play, let's say, I don't know, the Nets or the Bucks or the or the Boston Celtics, where you just yeah. like let's try let's squeak out a win, right? For the yeah. Warriors, I'm more excited for that game. I'm more excited to watch a Fred versus uh Curry, because that matchup is always, always so, so bloody good. And I think yeah. we're gonna win. I don't think it's gonna be like by double digits, but I think we're gonna win. Um and then you know the magic the magic is the magic um <laughs> so yeah i'm going i'm going one uh loss win and win so raptors fans let us know what you think uh but we'll take a quick break i'm gonna come back and we might get a little heated again because we have something i have some things that got off my chest oh man. let's do let's pick a fight yeah let's do it all right talk to you guys soon
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to another episode of That's uh, uh Oh shit. Is it? Hang on. My intro, that's all laggy again. Yo, can you guys hear me? <laughs> Man, Buddy. we're already in the break, man. Where you been? Uh, oh my god. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, you see, like this is what happens when you overload your computer with like Zoom and everything, and it just yeah. like just like fritzes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, did I miss everything? Like, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, how, listen, what? Man, we played the Sacramento Kings. You didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'm very, uh, very grateful. Did we win? Yes, we, <laughs> yes, we no, did. Okay, no, I, I, know, I know the outcome. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome back. We should have played back. along. We should have played along and just kept going have. with the whole. You know, hey, what do you think of that that Kings game? And just go the whole intro yeah, yeah. all over again. No, because exactly. then, well, then you know, some some people might be like, ah, oh, how could he be on a Raptors podcast and, and doing analyzing if he didn't watch the game or whatever? But no, uh, I, I'm here now. Listen, we love you, Dre. You know that. We love you. And welcome back to a That's Rap podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. And the first half, we talked a lot about the Raptors, a lot about COVID, uh, which sucks. Uh, but now I need to get something off my chest. All right. Last week, Uh-oh. Kyle Kuzma got fined uh, 15K for flipping off a fan. Now, I know this is old news. Okay. But... For me, that kind of it ticked me off. It ticked me off for a couple of reasons. One, I'm again, I'm not advocating one, I don't even really care for I mean, not that I don't care. I, I think Kyle Kuzma's a fine player, but he's not on my team and I haven't really watched him very much. But like as a- advocating for flipping off a bird, no, I don't want I I'm not advocating that. But what what I'm trying to say is this is this game is a very emotional game. This bat basketball is a very emotional game. I know that you all three of us play pickup. We get emotional sometimes. And when you have fans heckling you minute, second, every single second, every single time you shoot a ball, every time they get and you hit a game winning shot in front of that fan that has been hecking you the entire game and you can't show any celebration again. I'm not saying that Kuzma was right by flipping the bird to the fan. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is he got fined for exuding emotion after a very uh very important part of the game and he got fined for it so what that in itself pisses me off now this is where i want to ask you guys okay let's think about the nhl let's think about the nfl let's think about mls let's think about mlb all of those leagues and games whenever there's a play that happens that's huge they get to celebrate and celebrate big but when it comes to the NBA, don't you notice that you have to be timid? You have to be tame. And whenever a big play happens, you either have to scream into your own hands or don't scream at all. Doesn't that, doesn't that, isn't there something fishy going on there? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I uh, came at the right time because you know me, I love to complain. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had that in, in thought because I wanted to record this on Saturday or Sunday or whatever because I had so much like fire in me, but now it's coming back. So I want to hear your thoughts. First off, okay, I feel like the, this is actually a case of two separate issues. So first off, is what Kyle Kuzma did wrong? Yes, I do think so. However, and this is why the, this is two separate issues. You're talking about celebrating. This is almost like, and they both have to do with the league being soft. So the first issue is an issue of what they allow fans to do and what they allow the athletes Mm. to do. Mm -hmm. So because Mm -hmm. I guess they view it as you're representing the league, every time you exude some sort of negativity, that's a massive fine. And they know that the players can pay it. But unless you're 
threatening LeBron James's son, um, you don't get reprimanded for treating players like crap. Just because you buy tickets to go to these games, that doesn't mean that you can say some stuff. Now, I'm not a fan of Kyle Kuzma. In fact, the, the kid honestly bothers me. But this is somebody who has endured a hell of a lot of scrutiny for mm-hmm. a very long time. Never mind just this fan. You know, being a Lakers player, for even during the championship run, people were like, why is this guy celebrating? He did nothing. Like, this guy has experienced a lot of that already so do i agree with what he did no but at the same time what is the nba going to do about and there's nothing wrong about critiquing somebody's playing if they're not playing well but we know as sports fans we know we know there's a lot of toxic crap when it comes to fandom and a lot of terrible things were said so we know secondly so that that's one side of it uh the fact that being a fan, you get off more scot-free with this type of behavior than you do as a player, which I guess, you know, again, you're representing the league. But that doesn't that does like it should be get rid of malice of any sort. Secondly, if you've played every day of your life to get to this point, you've idolized, you know, the players of our time. They were watching Michael Jordan on TV and the players of his time were, were watching Kareem. The players of this upcoming of this new generation, they watch LeBron, Kobe, and now they're watching these new guys. So you expect somebody who is like, let's say, 12 years old now, playing his heart out or his or her heart out in in their schools, high school, getting onto that team. They want to be the next Giannis. They want to be the next Candace Parker. They do the college thing. They don't quite make it, but they try again and they try again. Uh, you know, finally. They do. They get drafted really low, but they keep trying. Now they're a rookie, and they're trying to make it off of the bench onto that court, and they finally hit the game-winning shot. And you're going to tell them to stop celebrating? I'm sorry, (laughs) but think about it. This is the life that they've completely built up towards. I think the league treats it like complete and utter nonsense that there's types of celebrations that I feel like are antagonistic, but to celebrate at all and you get into trouble for it or you get a tech or you get a fine. Like when, when Ubre like did that thing, you know, where he, he like kind of like jabs his head down and he got a fine for it. Like, get out of here. Right. You can't celebrate. Not every right. celebration is a taunt. You're telling people who have built their entire lives to this point not to love what they do. And I'm sorry, but that's insane. And, Anyways, and also- I'm done complaining. Also, the like I thought I know you brought up the fact that um, th- this you know the celebration is one thing, but like showing frustration too is another thing, right? I think that mm-hmm. what Kuzma did is one kind of did both. He showed so he kind of celebrated and also kind of you know let out some frustration as well. And I feel like trying to n- negate the frustrating aspect of like these players who i don't know can't get a shot in or something like that or you can't like whenever they they uh, i don't know throw the ball against the uh, uh the floor and it bounces really high like that's a fine or that's a tag mm-hmm. like there's so many different rules trying to negate the emotion or you pass it to game. the ref a little too hard like come you on. know like it I don't know. It it bugs me that they're just trying to pack this all into a family friendly show. It's it's annoying. This is a there's a human aspect when it comes to sports. Let them be humans. You know, I'm not saying saying like you know let them jaw one or the other or trying to start a fight. What no one's again, none of fight. us are condoning that Kuzma gave the finger. Absolutely. No one's condoning that, but we know that this is indicative of two other bigger discussions. That's what we're saying. Yeah, and. I just hate that it's come to a point where you cannot show any type of emotion to an emotional game. And that's mm. my emotion speaking. <laughs> Jay, do you have any thoughts, man? No, man. I, I think you guys both laid it out well, specifically you, Dre. Thank you for – I think the timing of you coming on here was perfect. Yeah, that um, was perfect. <laughs> there's one thing I'm good at. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's timing. I'm just joking. It it, honestly, like, and it's, it's, I mean, let's, let's relate it back to the question, right? I mean, it's the timing of, of, of how rules are being looked at now in the NBA, right? I mean, remember there was a time when there was, uh, I think David Stern had implemented that, uh, that 
attire like they, they they're not allowed to wear baggy clothes or or whatever oh, it was. the Allen Iverson rule yeah exactly the Allen Iverson rule right and eventually you know Adam Silver said you know what that's it's kind of a dumb rule and like it's been a lot more lax now and and you see you you basically what I'm trying to get at is if you show the players that you trust their judgment then the situation will play out a lot better than you trying to control it right i mean and that i think that is a messaging that will ring true for me as a father because i'm not trying to control uh everything of my my children's lives i'm giving them the option of choice and if you bog down these players with all of these fines they're going to find different ways to try to rebel and that ends up being a worse product for the nba so let them mm. let them celebrate if they want to celebrate right mm-hmm. um I get again. I get the message that that you know, maybe flipping the bird at a fan, despite what they're saying or doing, is 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 wrong. But I think that the the NBA is is teetering too much on the cautious side here. And if you're going to be cautious, you're already doing that with with the health and safety protocols, and and that's fine. Be cautious in that light. But in this, you, you can you can lay off a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if there are um, rep rep repercussions not repercussions a uh, reputation there are reputation calls all the time in the league then there should be kind of reputation fines you would say had do you remember a time when kuzma ever did this to a fan or when he's ever gotten to trouble i guess like i feel like you can't just slap a fine in order to mitigate emotion like i said over and over again like if there is a reason for kuz like he's done this multiple times then yes i get it stop that and then hopefully he won't do it again but this is the first time i've remember and it's he doesn't have a reputation of being nasty to anybody then why find him what's what's the point what are you trying to show you're basically like why is the the fan or any of these fans also not being questioned that's that's another thing like yeah um like i brought up before not to say that they're gonna try and find this person in the arena but again the problem is when you keep bogging down the players with these rules you're giving this incentive to the fans that the customer is always right i bought these tickets i get to say whatever the hell i want to these guys because i mean who cares you're allowing there to be zero barricade between the hateful, racist, misogynist, homophobic, whatever other types of slander, players of the NBA, WNBA, both both leagues have endured for the last X amount of years because you would rather penalize the players for fighting back or retaliating than the people who feel like they go to a game so they're allowed to treat players like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think, you know, we might be looking into it a little bit too hard because it's just one fine and one flip of the bird. But at the same time, when I saw that, I was I was a little I was a little upset. I was a little upset and I'm glad I could take this off my chest. Uh, So I appreciated you guys uh, for letting me do that. One final thing I wanted to ask you um, about, and it's a little bit of a weird segue, but that's okay. That's how we do it on this podcast. But the Indiana Pacers fire sale. Basically, mm-hmm. they're deciding to rebuild. I mean, they kind of haven't been going anywhere the past like five years. The last time they made the conference finals was with Paul George, and they haven't really done anything. And they have good players. Don't get me wrong. And like they have a a solid a rookie that uh, coming like an older rookie with Duarte, but Sabonis is is fantastic. We all know about him. Uh, Miles Turner, of course, he's been connected with the with the Raptors, but like I feel like those are pretty high. They would have to we would have to give up a lot. Whoever trades for them has to give up a lot for it to get someone like Sabonis or Turner. So quick question, and I want to get a really quick, really quick yes or no answer from the <laughs> both of you. Sorry, would you know you, me well. I know, right? Really quick. Would you trade OG and Inobi? No. For, <laughs> for either of them, I guess. <laughs> for e- yeah. Right. I wouldn't trade OG for all three of them. Oh, wow. It. Wow. Okay. Sorry, sorry. You wanted short. No, the answer is no. No. I'm not even letting you finish that question. No. Uh, who are the three again? Turner, Sabonis, and Duarte. No, Levert. Levert. 
Levert, no. sorry, sorry. Yes, Chris Levert. Yeah, Duarte is their future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Zero percent. No. Okay, so can I play devil's advocate? Because I know the answer was going to be no. But let me play devil's Mm -hmm. advocate, okay? Scotty Barnes is our future. We all know that. Without uh, without one of OG or Siakam gives more opportunity and more spacing for Scotty to operate. And I feel like someone like a Turner or Sabonis might fill in the gap when it comes to needing a center that we don't we definitely don't have. And it depends on the trajectory that the Raptors are looking for. Are we deciding to become a very slow rebuild team and trying to build around Scotty Barnes? Or do we want the let's do it right now because Scotty Barnes is better than we thought? So... I'm not saying that OG is a good trade. Obviously, I don't, if you're trying to get Turner, I don't think that s- just the Siakam trade is going to, or even just an OG trade. It might have to be like an OG and a pick or something like that, or a prospect. I think the price is going to be high. But what I'm saying is it depends on where we want to go. Because Scotty is our future. And I know that OG is really, really good but it might just be something to think about or is it still a no it's it's a hard no interesting a hard no interesting. I, I think there, there's there's okay. i mean the 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 i think what we've seen with this with this season and and with the way that these guys have played is that that if if the Ra- the raptors are almost in the exact same spot well not exact i mean the record dictates otherwise but they're in a very similar position as they were about 4 or 5 years ago where they have a lot of good number 2s and number 3s but no number 1 and mm-hmm. i see where you're going with this where it's like okay well th- that number 1 is out there but that number 1 is currently not on the pacers and i and i i know and i i get the reasoning why you know, someone like an OG or someone like a Siakam could be up there as, as someone you trade off, to, but I think it would have to be for a number one guy, right? Like that's that's like we would never, ever, 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 ever trade DeMar DeRozan. But oh, wait a second, Kawhi was available. So yeah, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the same light with all three of them, to be honest with you. Um, of course, actually all four of them, we want to include Scotty in this, but like, you know, with Fred, OG and Pascal, like I, I'm not... I'm not even thinking about moving any of them unless it's for a number one guy. And mm. yeah, none of those reside in Indiana. Okay. What do you think? I feel the same way because like we were saying all of last year, okay, we're not saying uh we're, we're not we're not talking about a certain center this year. Uh, I hope he's doing well. Um, but uh, this year we're having a, a very similar discussion nonetheless. We're not a bad team. We're just missing something, and if we keep and and playing... we're not healthy either. Well, that that's, too. Yeah, but that's like... what I was going to say. We're missing actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that as well. But even so, even if we have all the players, uh, let's let's be realistic. We'd be better, but we're still missing that key piece. Now, if you're busy trying to swap similar pieces together in the situation that we have, we might not necessarily get better we might not necessarily get worse but we will have different chemistry so we don't know what that means i agree with you jay i feel like it would have to be for a definitive number one option where we could say wow okay now we've got a leader we unfortunately have to axe one or two of you likely two or three let's be honest and go for go for glory because now we've got this central figure and this cast of fantastic athletes around him that we knew were great. They just needed, they just needed that core, that, that core in, in the form of one, in the form of one player. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like, I feel like they have such room to grow and we're seeing, we're seeing some of that already. I, I, I don't know if it's worth it. Not, not with that Indiana team. Yep. Okay, well, that's a that, that's a good enough answer for me. I was just trying to play devil's advocate. I also would hate to uh, let go of OG and Anobi for someone from uh, on Indiana, but 
you know, just wanted to see where where the footing was, you know, just to see, just to get a taste out there. But Raptors fans, let us know what you think about the win against Sacramento Kings, what's going to happen or what your projections are when it comes to the Brooklyn and the Warriors game, as well as, you know what, I want to know your thoughts as well when it comes to celebrating uh, in the NBA. But until then, Dre, brother, I know you were only here for half of the half of the episode, but where can the people find you, brother? Uh, uh, quickly before that, I just want to say, really, the the Pacers are in rebuild mode now. They couldn't have let Steph hit the record anyway. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can follow me on uh, my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale. That's F I L M S F A T L E dot com, no spaces. And otherwise, you can. Uh, check out my other podcast. It's a film podcast called The K-Cut, where we discuss some very interesting stuff. Um, you know, trying out foods in, in, in different movies, uh, discussing dream film lineups that we'd love to see come to fruition. All that good dorky stuff. Uh, Jay, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Uh, you can find my work on raptors hq which is where you're finding this very podcast uh i will be doing the game recap for the warriors game on saturday since i'll be in the building as well as the recap of the magic game because i'll also be in the building for that one um so look out for those on raptors hq and that's i want to say that's it for me yeah sure nice. that's it for me also over to you jason shout out to your your last uh uh, post on Raptors HQ when it comes to three different fan bases <laughs> after the OKC uh, loss. That was really good. So check out uh, Jay's writing on Raptors HQ. Of course, you can find all of us at That's Rap Pod. Uh, and until next time, everybody, make, make sure to get vaccinated, please. Make sure. That's a wrap.